podcast, every week I'll share leadership thoughts, books I'm reading, or tools I'm using to teach leadership skills. I believe everyone has influence. Every family, school, church, city, country is determined by its capacity for effective leadership. So let's jump in. Steve Jobs said that creativity is just connecting things. When you ask creative people how they did something, they feel a little guilty because they didn't really do it. They just saw something. It seemed obvious to them after a while. And that's because they were able to connect experiences they've had and synth- synthesize new things. And the reason they were able to do that was they've had more experiences or they've thought more about their experiences than other people. Well, today, Leadership Podcast listeners, is part three in a series that we've been doing with our podcast about innovative living and learning to create intersections of impact because you're in in touch with your life and the world around you. The post-it note was invented by a chemical engineer who, frustrated by bookmarks falling out of his church hymnal, decided to use a new adhesive to make them stay put. Oh, why didn't I think of that? Cellophane was developed by an exasperated chemist looking for a way to protect tablecloths from wine spills. Oh, why couldn't I have thought of that? Instant formula was created in part by an exhausted father who suspended vegetable nutrients in powder so he could feed his crying child in the middle of the night. Oh, why didn't I think of that? I saw last week a an individual who developed a sort of a forked instrument that allows you to put the the uh, instrument around the cream in the the Oreo cookie and dip it in the milk without getting your fingers in the milk. Ah, why didn't my wife think of that? Uh, We could just go on and on. It's the innovative ideas who, because people look at their own lives as the raw materials for problem solving, creativity, and innovation. Last week, we talked about the term creative brokers. That's all you have to be. You don't have to be the most inventive person in the world. But you have to be able to do a couple of things. Number one, be sensitive to your own experiences. Pay attention to how things make you feel and think. This is the argument for a journal where you reflect upon experiences throughout your day, thoughts throughout your day. Jobs said the best designers are those who have thought more about their experiences than other people. The Disney process asks filmmakers to look inward, to think about their own emotions and experiences until they find answers that make imaginary characters come alive. Number two, recognize that the panic and stress you feel as you try to create is not a sign that everything is falling apart. It's actually the condition that helps make us flexible enough to seize something new. Creative desperation can be critical because anxiety is what often pushes us to see new ideas, I'm sorry, old ideas in new ways. And the path out of that turmoil is to look at what you know, to reinspect some of the conventions you've seen work, and then try to apply them to fresh problems. The creative pain should always be embraced. Innovation is not a burden we bear. It is an opportunity we embrace. Number three, remember that the relief accompanying a creative breakthrough, while sweet, can also blind us to seeing alternatives. 
it's critical, you see, that we maintain some distance from what we create. And without self-criticism, without tension, one idea can quickly crowd out competitors. And so any and every organization and group must continue to innovate through fresh thinking and ideas, creative methods, and risks. And organizations and companies that refuse to innovate stagnate and die. Organizations and companies that keep growing modify their methods while maintaining their mission. In the words that we looked at a few weeks ago and the words we focused on at Southbrook, we are always putting the wine in new, flexible leather wineskins. And remember, if you doubt this, innovation is essential for many reasons. One is the competition improves. Will Rogers said, even if you're on the right track, you'll get run over if you just sit there. Competition makes innovation essential. Our competition is never standing pat. And we can't stand pat and think it, that, that we're going to be heard tomorrow because of the, effectives, the, the effective methods we used yesterday. Number two, methods become worn out. Even with the most effective slogan, after about 40 times that old commercial that was so good, you hear and you see, you say, whoa, I'm tired of that thing. Like, they got to move on. They got to create a new, they got to create a new idea. Some of you have seen Geico commercials. I'm sorry, progressive commercials. I get them confused because Geico and progressive are, are ubiquitous on, on the airwaves. But there's a progressive campaign that they did with a gal named Flo. And I'm ready for Flo to go. I'm ready for flow to be gone. I understand the catchy play on words of progressive insurance being promoted by flow, but boy, you can't motivate people with threadbare slogans and outdated programs and the same old procedures and tools. Any organization wants to maintain its effectiveness. It has to make appropriate changes, and that's reality. And that means we do it even though not all innovation is good. I only need to say two words here, new Coke. Not all change is progress. Change is risky. It can be a mistake. But I've also observed you can recover from mistakes, but you can hardly recover from stagnation. And if you make a bad decision, you can say, we blew it. Let's back up. Let's go to another, another direction. But it's hard to recover from stagnation. And usually we experience the pain of stagnation too late. We have to innovate even when we're doing well. And that's what make change, makes change really tough. People used to say, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But I remember years ago, Robert Kriegler wrote a book that really influenced my thinking. And the title of the book was, If It Ain't Broke, Break It, because it's going to break someday. And smart people replace it before it interferes with the whole operation by breaking down. And we have to innovate even though it elicits criticism. People by nature resist change, especially if it threatens their security. They will attack those responsible for the change. And we need to be perceptive to people's feelings. We need to listen to valid criticism and we need to be careful not to make too many changes too fast or it disorients people for sure. Remember what the snail said when it was riding on the back of the turtle. The snail on the back of the turtle said, "Wee!" right? Too much change too fast. Some people aren't, gonna, aren't used to that. But if we refuse to change our, our, our methods because of a fear of criticism, we might never change. And a few vocal critics will ruin the organization by intimidation and negativity. And so remember, we have to innovate even when we're going to be criticized. I don't know the key to success. I can tell you the key to failure because I've experienced it. That is, try to please everyone.
Try to please everyone. If you try to please everyone, you're going to experience probably a lot more failure than you do success. This whole series could be lived in two sentences, two statements. Live missionally and live flexibly. In other words, live on your mission, your personal mission, your organization's mission. Know what it is. Be able to say it. Know that you live it. But live flexibly. Live flexibly. When the manufacturers of automobile tires tried to make a tire They initially made a tire that would resist the shocks of the road. It was a tire that was so brittle it was cut to pieces. So they started making tires that would give a little and absorb the shocks. And that tire is still with us today. Those tires endure because they are flexible. And I don't know what kind of a tire you are, but if you're a hard, brittle rubber that refuses to give, that refuses to flex... You're going to have a difficult time, but if you live understanding who you are, what your organization's about with absolute clarity and simplicity, and you are secure enough to be flexible, you're probably going to experience your share of success. Until next time, this is the Leadership Podcast. Thanks for listening. Tune in every week as we continue learning and growing in faith in life and leadership. And if this has been helpful to you, subscribe and spread the word. And I will talk to you next week.